Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now, here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. This is your host, Urban Lee of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can also support Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hey, good to see you. Good to be back. Hey, Blake, how are you? What's up? Hey, man, we are so excited to hear about your testimony. We're going to hop right into it, Blake. I am excited. I I heard your testimony secondhand, so I want to hear just a little bit. Give me the, the, the two to three minute version of kind of what you told our listeners last time you were on about your testimony and your journey. All right, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. So long story short, I have struggled with drugs and alcohol for over 22 years. Mm-hmm. I have been to 18 treatment centers, mm-hmm. um, not including detox hospitals. I've been to jail a couple times, yeah. overdosed a few times. I've been through, you know, you name it. I've been, been through it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, all these treatment centers that I went to, I... Every time I left, I tried to do a Blake's way. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that yes. our way is not the best way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so finally, until I went to the last treatment center, the 18th one, it was a Christian faith-based treatment center. Mm-hmm. And I finally realized that I needed something different. Because obviously I was filling that void yeah. you know, that was inside of me, that empty hole with other yeah. things, drugs, alcohol, sex, you name it. Yeah, And so until I finally figured out that it was God that I was missing mm-hmm. and a little bit of Yeshua as mm-hmm. well, um, it completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm at today with it. And uh, I'm really grateful that my eyes were open. I met this kid over there Yeah, that he introduced me to Jesus and he taught me something called, um, oh my gosh, it, it was just spending time with him and opening yeah. God's word and just mm-hmm. kind of praying and yeah. Opening the book and seeing where it's called two chairs. I just yeah. reminded. So I don't okay. know if anybody's heard of that. You just kind of pray. You say, God, show me what you want me to re- mm. show you what you want to reveal to me today. And you open yeah. up the Bible and you read that. And hopefully that's what he was supposed to tell you today. So yeah. I do that every day now. And it's pretty awesome, my man. Oh, man, that that's awesome. I, I think there's uh, a lot there. Let's unpack some of it. Talk to me about the difference between the previous rehab centers that you went to than the one that got you sober that was rooted in Christ? And and what was the difference in you and in the treatment facilities? You know, at the very beginning, I started when I was 17. I'm 39 now. Mm -hmm. I think I was 17 when I went to my first treatment center. Mm -hmm. I was a young kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want this thing. You know, I was just going because obviously mom and dad forced me to go at 17. You know, once I turned 18, I went to obviously several others. and it was really just to get, just to get my head cleared. Like I needed a break. Mm-hmm. It was like, I need, I need, I need a vacation, you know, because yeah, obviously yeah. I was running and gunning. I hit my bottom. I was living in my car. I was living, you know, on the streets, whatever the case was. So yeah. I needed a break. I need some food and I need a hot meal and some <laughs> so a roof over my head, you know? Right. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm just being honest, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of times my parents paid for these, you know, mm-hmm. there was definitely some that I went to state funded, you know, yeah. cause they were like, we're done, you know, yeah. rock bottom. So I guess a lot of these times, I mean, of course there was times where, Oh, I need, you know, I needed help. I'm, I'm, I'm living in, in the gutter, man. Yeah. Like 
I got nothing left. I need some help. But, but once I got that clarity and that sobriety, my, the, the enemy kicked in and was like, yeah, you can go out there and do it again. man. Oh yeah. You can do it. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. It was so much fun. Remember it was, yeah. it wasn't fun. Made for the five, first five minutes. And yeah. then after that, it was terrible. So, yeah. um, all these treatment centers I went to, I guess I never had the mindset of that. You know, mm. they were 12 step based. They were God centered. I mean, I'm not going to say that there wasn't any faith based in there, but I just wasn't having it. Yeah. You know, um, growing up Jewish, um, mm-hmm. I, I never read the Bible. I definitely know the Jewish traditions and everything that, you know, yeah. what we, what we do, but I never really understood it past that. Yeah. So what do you think led you to a Christ centered treatment center being Jewish? Yeah. That is, that's that lot. is the question. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is, yeah. Um, okay. So to kind of recap. So when I was in the midst of my disease, mm-hmm. um, my very good friend, Vanessa, who, um, who kind of was my mentor, my spiritual kind of yeah. guy, you know, guy, guidance, count, however you want to say it. She mentored me. Mm-hmm. She's like, Hey, you want to go to the movies? And I'm like, sure, let's go to the movies. She took me to life church, mm-hmm. um, over there off Sycamore school road and Granbury yeah. road. And so they, every month of the year, they, they play a movie and they talk about how that relates to scripture and life and all that. Yeah. And I, I walked in and I was like, we're at church. We're Jewish. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I was so confused. Yeah. And she's like, just, just, it's cool. It's cool. I was like, all right. Yeah. So we went and heard the message after I walked out. I was like, that's pretty cool. Started yeah. going. So she kind of, yeah. she kind of got me, you yeah. know, but, but it worked, you know? And yeah. so then I, I found out that she was Jewish and, but she's a believer and uh-huh. I didn't understand. I had all these questions. I'm like, we're Jewish. Why are we believing in Yeshua? Yeah. You know? And so time went on and she encouraged me to read the Bible and always was there for me when I was going through my hard times. Yeah. And so that kind of started it. And then, so I slowly, slowly, the seed was planted and I just slowly kept growing. Yeah. I guess, you know, my, this, you know, and so it just led me to open up my eyes a little bit, realizing that I needed a savior. Yeah. Obviously Blake's way wasn't working. <laughs> God is great, but there's more to God than just God. There's Yeshua or Yeshua, Jesus, you yeah. know? Um, So it just kind of led from there. And then my journey started and it wasn't always pretty. I mean, I wasn't sober since I was started going to life church. I still struggled a lot, Mm -hmm. but I kept coming back to Yeshua. Mm -hmm. And so when I, you know, the last go around when I was not sober, uh, my girlfriend at the time and now we're married. Thank Mm -hmm. thank by the grace of God. Yeah. She was like, you know, you know, I was going to, I was seeking treatment again and I was like, okay, I need to go somewhere. And, I was thinking about going to a place that was co-ed. You could have your cell phones. And she's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know about all that. That's probably not the best. Like How did it. that work for I you like last time? Wife. She sounds a lot like the lady I married to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, you're walking with Yeshua now. That's right. You probably need to go in all men's facility yes. where you don't have your cell phone and probably like a Christ Christian faith-based treatment center. So yeah. I went to Stonegate yeah, and Azel and great experience. Uh-huh. Um, my... I just was different. I don't know. You know, I just called me ready. I mean, I think we all in recovery, if we're not ready, we're not going to get sober. You know, yeah. we have to be ready. So I went there and it was the best decision I made. And here I am. So I've never been sober this long. So obviously it was a good decision. And yeah, here I am. I, I love your story because it's so encouraging. And it, it reminds me of uh, my good friend, Lonnie, who we named the ministry after Lonnie Hampton, because cool. for 38 years, I know the exact amount of years he fought drug and alcohol addiction. And one year he was, he told me seven different rehabs in one year That's, and he yeah. fought it for 38 years I and he it. was <laughs> only sober for 
the longest period was like the last year of his life before he went home to be with Christ. So you, you got to keep the faith, hold on to your faith, and yes. and it just takes what it takes. Um, also, what I noticed about as you were telling your testimony and your story, there was a couple of things that I wanted you to touch on. You you talked about mindset, and one of the things that in the time I've been spending with the Lord lately is he's like, you have to change your mindset because I've been sober for a while now. But what happens is although we are sober, that mindset of that addict that we were can still exist. So I want to talk about, I want you to talk about that and then talk to us about how you stay sober today and kind of what we, what we like to refer to Sarah and I and the team as our rhythm of recovery. Okay. It's all, I mean, this disease centers in the mind. I think we all know that. Mm -hmm. Um, We have our good days, we have our bad days. And that's why we need to stay committed to our whatever our recovery looks like and people close to us because even on good days, we need them, you know? Um, I mean, I'll just be transparent with you. I'm not having the best day. I'm, I, uh, I mean, I'm here and I'm live and kicking. I'm, you know, I'm grateful, but for some reason, I'm just being transparent. I'm having thoughts of, yeah. Going and doing something stupid, yeah. having a drink or yeah. smoking something. Yeah. I'm like, really, bro? You're about to go on a radio show. Tell these people, <laughs> hey, this is how you do it. But uh, it's, it, it, no, you know, but I still struggle with it. I don't uh, know why it's today, but it is. So, uh, but I'm here. Um, so look, this thing is never going to be easy. I, I thought that, you know, it's not, you get fixed, you go to rehab and life is like, oh, you're man. good. You're oh, fixed. Man. That's just not the case. Yeah. <laughs> it For is sure. literally a daily, sometimes a minute, an hour at a time deal. Um, I'm very grateful that I have a fitness background. You know, yeah. I've been a personal trainer for 10 years, so I have a lot of energy. I think people know me for that. Yeah. And I'm, I, for the most part, I'm pretty positive. Yeah. So being that, being that state of mind, it definitely helps me like, you know, the yeah. grind and just yeah. keep on going and staying positive. Yeah. And, you know, fitness has really helped me out a lot. Stay sober. Yeah. Um, I became a trainer out of a treatment center. I went to maybe my 10th yeah. or 11th time. I don't know. And, uh, my sponsor was a number three in the nation for being a power lifter. Yeah. Huge guy. He's like, you will work out. I'm yeah. like, yes, yeah. sir. Right. We, we so that. that's kind of what got me started. Yeah. I started working out. And I'm like, man, this is great. And then someone's yeah. like, yeah, Hey, why don't you become good. a trainer? You get paid for this kind of thing. I was like, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my story. How I got into personal training. And uh, yeah. so I'm grateful for that. But you know, I literally, it's all about having a routine mm-hmm. that turns into a habit and yeah. the habit turns into a ritual. Yeah. You know, and it does take like what, 30 days they say to break yeah, a habit. At least. So it's not going to happen overnight. And sometimes it, for people, it takes longer than that. Yeah. So what I do is, um, because if I don't do this on a daily basis, my day will not be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't have as good a day as I could. So yeah. try my best to go to sleep at a decent hour. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to stay up all night, you know, binging yeah. on Netflix, but yeah. we got to get some rest. Yeah. Um, so I try to go to sleep anywhere between eight thirty and ten. Yeah. Um good. Take the phone away because you know, having the screen in front of you is not good. Yeah. Um so I start my start my night, you know, by getting a good sleep. I wake up in the morning. Now I'm not perfect by this, but this is yeah, my yeah, ideal yeah, day. None of us are um yet. so I wake up in the morning and either I get on the Uversion Bible app. Mm-hmm. I usually have a plan that I'm doing and I do my plan for the day. Yeah. But Somebody like me gets bored easily, unfortunately. Um, so sometimes I'll go into my my uh, prayer closet. You know, I got my yeah. little closet. I 
light some candles. I read the Bible. I pull out, pull it out. I do the recovery Bible yeah, um, yeah. because I love it because I'll be honest, I'm not the most reading comprehension skilled guy out there. Mm-hmm. So I'll sometimes read verses and I'll be like, I don't understand that. But then on the bottom, it's got that paragraph that yeah, explains, explains it to you. And I'm like, I got it. Yep. So, yeah. so I love that. That's what uh, my last treatment center, um, you know, gave us. And so I still use it. Um, so I usually will read a verse, you know, nothing too much because, you know, my head can't take it all. So, yeah. and I'll just pray and meditate on it. I'll just kind of ask God to, you know, help me stay sober today. Lead me in the direction that you want me to mm-hmm. put people in my life today. You want me to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and just anything that I'm struggling with, you know, yeah. um, to help me with that. So I do that. I spend, I usually listen to like two or three worship songs. I got yeah. a couple favorite that I listen to and just kind of close my eyes and pray. Yeah. So that's why I have to start my day. 15, okay. 20 minutes. It doesn't need to be long. Sometimes if I have yeah. longer than that, then I'll go longer. So yeah. I start that off um, and just go to a quiet place. That's why I like my closet. And then I always, you know, you got to eat healthy. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means, yeah. but um, so I usually try to start my day off with a protein shake because okay. for the people listening, if you <laughs> fitness tip number one from the Blakeinator, the personal trainer, if you start your day off with a protein shake, you are more likely to make better decisions throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, I could. If you start that. your day off with like a yes, uh, like a pop tart, you're really gonna make better decisions no, after no, that. You'd be like, let's I just have, keep going. Yeah, you, if you have some sweet in the morning, yeah, it's yeah, on. It's, yeah, have yeah. some M and M's. See what happens. Yeah, the rest oh of the day. yeah, I tried that. <laughs> Try that. So yeah, I mean, it just enables you to make better decisions. Kind of like it's if you good. start praying in the morning, you're gonna have Absolutely. a better day. So should you have that before you go work out? Because my thing is, I tried to have it before I go work. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't make it work like that. I have to really go on an empty stomach. To go work. That's just me. I've it really depends on the there. person. The Protein yeah. shake is better after you work okay, out. 20 good. to 30 I, minute I window. Yeah, a right. healthy fat, have an avocado or maybe like some kind of carb. Okay. But right. you know, it's you can good. kind of mix around, but protein yeah. shake hundred percent afterwards. 20, it, 30 minute window. Okay. This, this is good. I think, I think for us, and first of all, let me say, I love your transparency about how you're feeling today. Second Thank of you. all, let me tell you this. It is not uncommon for could be a guy with 40 years sobriety, a guy with 40 minutes. Sometimes we wake up and I don't know why I'll ask God when I see him, but I probably won't care. Then we just in our minds, things could be pretty good for me, but sometimes I can wake up and just feel like I'm not right. Right. And then the enemy comes and says, well, you know, you could, you know, you know, you could have a drink and you, you'd feel, Right. And and he used to throw that at me. I used to say it to people like this. Although I love the Lord and I know the Lord loves me, deep, deep, deep down inside of me, there's something that wants to drink until it dies. Yeah. And through God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, I have it um subdued and suppressed. On a daily basis. But that doesn't mean every now and then he doesn't wake up and say, let's just go drink till we die. This is all useless. And that's and for people listening. And if you aren't uh, an addict or alcoholic or recovered and you've never been addicted, you're probably saying that sounds insane. But I'm giving you a glimpse into what happens in our mind. Right. And I was reading about how our mind and our thinking and our maturity level get stunted from all the drinking and drugging. Oh, yeah. Right. Cause, and, and you guys speak to this the other day I was saying to myself, 
I'm so tired of being immature because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm older, but I don't feel like in all honesty and transparency that my maturity level matches up with my age. No, because it's, I spent uh, years yep. being stunted when I should have been growing spiritually and, 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 and maturity. I think I'm, 19, I think I'm 19 today. We've talked about that in past shows <laughs> yeah. that emotional sobriety is a yeah. big part of being sober too. And yeah. we realize that later on in our recovery, you yeah. know, and then we try to play catch up. On, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. all the things that we have to do. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is. And I think one of the keys and one of the reasons I really believe that I'm still sober today is the transparency. Yeah. Because when you don't feel good and I say to you, hey, man, how you doing? Don't say good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I hate everybody I run into. I take 99% of the people. Hey, how are you? Good. We we got this can thing, right? This mask on. Even at church, you say to somebody, they over there boohooing, crying. And you walk over and say, hey, is everything? Oh, it's good. It's not. <laughs> you boohooing and crying. Right. How can it be? Be authentic. Be real. Yeah. Every, every therapist I've ever met, they'll say good is not an emotion. So you can't I say good. Oh, that's that. That. Amen. Powerful. Yeah. I'm glad you said it. I'm never going to say and I try to say, if I'm not, like you just said, well, today I'm probably not having the best day. It's okay to say that. We've got so, we wear, one of, one of my pastor friends said it to me. He said, we wear so many different masks that it's just, if you look at our relationships, I have very few relationships that are just what I would call real and authentic, that I could call somebody up like you just did to all of us and say, it sucks today. I, I think I might want to go do something, right? Yep. And then they bring me back, you know, and that's why the Lord has you here today. Maybe because yeah. you've got a support system to say, it's okay. I felt that way. What about you, Sarah? And I think by saying it out loud on the radio, it yep. doesn't give it power anymore. Yeah, so you can yeah. probably have a better day. You, you, you will have a better day because our enemy works in the darkness in our imagination and in thoughts in our mind. Absolutely. So as long as you keep that thought in there, he he just keeps needling and just needling you out. So when I have bad thoughts, no matter what they are, I have a group of men or whomever I can say, this is what I'm thinking. They're like, that's a really bad idea. He, you know, yeah. let's pray. Let's do whatever we have to do. Um, but I I think your story, talk a little bit about just the importance of reading that Bible, right? Because that's just not for addicts. That's just for Christians, I read something that said only 20% of professing Christians read their Bible you know, <laughs> like every day or once a week. Well, the word is the word. Yeah. You know, I, I hear from every single person that I encounter that is in my life, you know, yeah. that is my mentor. You got to read the word. Gotcha. Um, so this particular Bible, I mean, all the Bibles are great. You know, there's so many different versions. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand some of those crazy King James. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know, but I just stick to the recovery Bible. I think it's NLT version. Mm -hmm. I just love it because I need some more clarification on what I read Mm -hmm. because sometimes these verses I'm like thinking in my head, what is God trying to say? (laughs) And so then I look down at that paragraph and I'm like, okay, I get it because it it relates to what I'm, you know, it just, I totally understand it better. So, um, you know, I still struggle, man. My, you know, being Jewish and being a believer. Yeah. Some people are like, 
huh? You oh, know, yeah. they don't, I mean, tell my family that they, it's, oof, I won't get into that, but I mean, it's yeah. been really tough. I mean, my identity, I still am like, what am I doing? You know, yeah. luckily I have a rabbi who married me and my wife that says the most Jewish thing you can do is believe in Yeshua. Yeah, you know, he is the Messiah, you know, yeah. but you tell that to somebody else. They're like, no, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, da, 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 yeah. All this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just a believer. I don't even know what it, all that other stuff means. You know, yeah. it just makes me feel good. That's literally what I say. So I do it. So yeah, I mean, this Bible is great. Um, so that's kind of, that's my go-to. And then the U version Bible app when I'm on the go and yeah. I just have that. I mean, obviously that's a great tool. And so I do that, man. Okay. Let me, let me, add, let me add a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, around. Yeah. Believe in Yeshua. And what I had to really do, my, my family, we grew up really rich. Baptist and has to be this way. It's just a lot right. of stuff. I said, you know what? I love the Lord. I'm going to listen to the Lord. So I, I, I tend read the word. I take what the word says and I try to the best of my ability to do that. And then the second thing I would tell all of us is reading the Bible is not a speed reading competition. Amen. I used to think I got to read the Bible in one year. Why don't I digest one chapter, one scripture. I've been probably reading the same all this year. I've just been sitting in Psalms, Proverbs, haven't read the Bible all through this year. I'm just and if trying you do to it understand. Five years later, and you're more mature in your emotional sobriety and in your recovery, you interpret it completely different. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. That's a good stopping place for us, and we'll have more on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. This is your host, Irvin Lee of From Beer to the Bible. We're going to let Blake take us out tonight. Blake, the floor is all yours. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I work for a company called Symmetria Recovery. Mm -hmm. We're all over the DFW area. We, you know, we incorporate a lot of different things. We, you know, do medication-assisted treatment, or I like to say, treatment assisted medication mm -hmm. you know we have iops you know therapy all around and we yeah. just really take care of anybody that needs help with substance abuse and alcohol yeah something else that i'm doing is you know since i've been a trainer for 10 years i started something called sober fit yes and it's for anybody i mean of course the ideal you know we special i specialize with people in recovery since i'm in recovery but yeah anybody can do it but it's really for the person that you know is in recovery that struggles with drugs and alcohol that changing and rewiring their mind. Yes. You know, when I'm training them, I am coaching them. I am talking them through like maybe going back to when they were really struggling and trying to work through that. 
and their head and their mind, you know, the demons inside of them. I try to coach them through to get them stronger on the other side. And I know that fitness is a very strong aspect to really, it helped me get sober and yeah. it helps me stay sober every day. Amen and so this is something that I've been working on. I'm trying to grow it bigger and bigger, but you know, please contact me. Go, go look at my website, blakeleva.com. That has all my information. B-L-A-K-E-L-E-V as in Victor A. BlakeLeva.com. It's got my information, my email, my phone number. Love to talk to anybody. Um, man, I'm here for you guys, and I just want to be able to help people in recovery. So let's do this together. Sonic Boom. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.